wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. just tried to i went three words into a tom hanks impression and bailed immediately it could have been good could it could have been, been i don't know i don't have i don't have the uh the tone for tom hanks i don't think doing doing someone's speaking voice is always weird he's got a little like top back of the throat thing yeah on. yeah that happens when i'm sick yes yeah, yeah, yeah. tom hanks is perma sick voice i'm gonna bring it in on that <laughs> welcome to boo aha i still don't have a consistent open and this is episode eight this is going to be the worst one yet. I've been doing this for eight <laughs> months, and I still don't know how to bring the show in. Um, I am here with my good friend, Randy. Hello. I'm here. Your name just, like, flew out of my head. Okay. Do you need help? <laughs> no, it's Randall. I know part? your name is Randall. It's the last name. Okay. So, uh, this is, it's something that people that do what I do aren't supposed to do. It's a pseudonym, actually. Randall Lawrence. Yes, Randall Lawrence is so Randall is just that's not actually my first name. Everybody has just called me that growing up. No kidding. So I'm just like fuck it, why not? Yeah, I'm actually a, I'm one of the few actual Randys. Uh and my last name is actually Faye. Lawrence is my middle name. And like 5ish years ago when I thought I wanted to be a stand-up comic, <laughs> I thought Randall Lawrence sounded much better to be brought up to than Randy Faye. I have a fucking story for you that is the opposite of that. <laughs> um, okay. So when I first started doing stand-up, my name is Emily Coleman. Middle name is Faye. Right. Um, but Coleman is a super like white girl name. There's many Emily Colemans out there. So sure. when I was making films and stuff, I would go by Emily Faye. So I would go by Emily Faye. Right. And then that's what I had people bring me up to. Um, so I did my first Helium. I signed up under Emily Faye. I got picked. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think it was Brie Pruitt uh, was hosting. And I came backstage and I introduced myself. And she's like, oh, you're not who I expected. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I did some research. And there was another comedian oh. named Emily Faye who started in portland uh -huh. moved to la and was younger than me like this okay. tiny blonde lady so i was like well fuck so i started going to family fake coleman and then i went to la and i did an open mic in la and you put your names in a hat and they pick it and they call you up oh and it's lottery so, style okay yeah, yeah. yeah so i went up and i did my thing and then i sat back down and then 15 minutes later they call emily Faye again <laughs> uh so i got like a little panicky because anxiety is fun <laughs> like oh good another three minutes that i don't have and then this little blonde girl <laughs> comes walking down of all of the open mics in all of los angeles on a friday night had to be yours she walks into mine uh so the end of that story is i shanked her in the parking lot now i'm the only emily Faye. yeah it was a good i think that was the right move <laughs> i think that was a good career decision yes um and now you've told all of us so yep that was me you're doing great uh yeah so <laughs> i tried to go by Faye, but didn't work out mm, okay i don't know why i was so opposed to using my name but I kept like hearing for some reason a host voice in my head 
saying Randall Lawrence versus Randy Faye. And I'm like, that sounds so Randy Faye sounds like a country singer. Right. Hey, I'm Randy Faye. Like y'all want to hear some tunes? It's not, it's not, you'd be opening for Crybaby Britches. <laughs> um, or I can go like Deep Louisiana by you with it if you want. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm Randy Faye. Mm. Well, y'all want to hear some music? Uh, we're going to hear some music tonight. Got a banjo. I would go to that roadhouse every night. It's not a roadhouse. It's a shack behind my house. <laughs> I just think people are there. Um, so this episode is one that I've wanted to do for a long time. Okay. Um, because it is minimal work for me <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. And it's slightly better quality wise than the Hannah J. Tidy episode. Okay. Which I read Shane Hosey a bunch of stories from this uh god awful book of ghost stories that i got Ooh, for christmas okay um so we're gonna read creepy pastas i'm so into this by the way like okay to give you some background on who i am because i know everybody cares uh i have always been somewhat like growing up very scared of horror movies and scary things yes and then just kind of dove into it because why the fuck not we can queen or dirty podcast it's r-rated we okay do whatever the fuck we want fuck balls titties uh <laughs> just i have to get it out um so yeah I, I started just like getting into horror movies and whatnot and i'm not i'm still not like a huge horror fan but i love ghost stories i love anything involving paranormal shit like i'm so about it and creepypasta i've read a few things from there and i'm blown away and like shaking every time afterwards because sometimes they're written really sometimes well sometimes they're really good i had this dumb thing in my head like oh creepypasta is like just dumb people on the internet and sometimes it is yeah definitely but uh doing this episode has widened my horizons a little yep. bit um yeah i was super scared of horror movies and stuff with the exception of carrie until i was like okay 20 Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started directing horror films, and here we are. There we go. So, um, let's open with... I have several here because okay. I couldn't decide. That's fine. Um, do this for hours. Just open with my favorite. So you're with your honey, and you're making out. When the phone rings, you answer it, and the voice is, What are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl, and she said, My dad is dead. Then who is phone? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lot of lot of emotions going on there. We start out with teenage angst and horniness. And very bad spelling. And very okay. I'm thank you for taking that element away from me because that would have I don't think I would have got past the first <laughs> sentence with that. Um I wanted to open with who is phone. Who is phone? Who is phone? And like I told Shane, I feel like the real phone is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> What is a phone without friends to fill it with? <laughs> so that's that's who is phone. Let's see. We have a good one that is a ritual that you can perform, which are Ooh. some of my favorite creepypastas, um, especially that elevator one. What's the elevator one? Uh, it takes you to another dimension using an elevator. Oh, so the Lisa Lamb ritual. Yes. Is what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Um, that story creeps me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. No, it's real bad. You see her hands. There's yeah. something. Her fingers. Uh, Those aren't her fingers. During the same trip to L.A. that I murdered the other Emily Faye, uh -huh. I went to that hotel. Did you? And I stood next to that elevator. The Cecil? Yes. Yes. Or the Stay on Main. Um, I feel like I tell the story to everyone, but it's very exciting. It's great. Um, 
And it's a nice place. I would stay there yeah. if I didn't know that there was a dead girl in the water. Right. Uh, that'll, that'll, you know, influence a decision a or two. Um, also, it is the most haunted hotel. Uh, if not, I think it might be in the country. If not, then in uh, California. Uh, yeah, I mean, they based an entire uh, season of American Horror Story on part of, Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, partially, that was... and the other half was H.H. H. Holmes. But Right. <laughs> Which that part of that fucking story, Jesus Christ, dude. Okay. Quick, I quick, loved it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's let's do this real fast. Okay. okay. Uh, that there are parts of that season, just like uh, every season of American Horror Story, that are just a fucking train wreck. Yes. But there are like uh, Evan Peters' character is the most redeeming oh part of that entire story. I love him so much in season five. Um, the episode where all of the serial killers come over for yes. dinner is one of the best episodes of TV that I have seen in like the last five yeah. to ten years. So good. Um, I also love Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, no, she was really good in that season. She was also fantastic in season six. Oh yeah. Um, uh, for, for what little part she had, yeah. she was very good. Season six was weird as fuck. I but... loved it. Okay, so this. Next story um, is called How to Find Channel Infinity. Ooh. There is a rumor circulating around the television industry. It's a very vague term. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, which one? Um, <laughs> which industry? So this rumor that's circulating, it's about Channel Infinity. Channel Infinity is hard to get to, but I'll show you how to get there and what to do. Thanks, man. Uh, acquire a television, preferably analog for best experience. The older, the better. Acquire a remote control. It doesn't have to be for the television you're using. That seems arbitrary. Turn on the TV, then switch it to static, or just a plain black screen if you're using a digital TV. Yeah, hit the static button. You know, <laughs> that frequently used item. Basically, any, any channel that you do not receive. Leave the room for three hours. If you have a significant other, take them with you. It might also be a good idea to invite a few friends. During these hours, gather these items I have put in a list for you, from most important to least important. Note, these are not mandatory, but they do help. This is very stupid already. It sounds like he's trying to do like a re like a worse rendition of that movie White Noise. Remind me of what happened in that movie. Uh, it's the Michael Keaton movie where his wife dies and then he starts doing uh, EVP and buys like 30 TVs to try and get his wife to talk to him. Right. And it sounds like he is trying to do some kind of uh, some kind of seance that involves getting people to talk through the TV or reach out and organize the objects a la the flies on Rick's bench and Rick and Morty. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't think there are any ghosts in this one. I've only vaguely read most of these, so okay. I'm going to be just as surprised okay. as you are. All right. Um, so items you will want. An item you hold dear. Two handheld mirrors. A firearm or any other weapon. A favorite book. A mobile communication device. Something old. A key. A sledgehammer. And something blue. Not something <laughs> blue. <laughs> Thank you for yes ending my dumb bit. <laughs> Um, and technically, you could borrow or purchase any of these items. Uh, after roughly three hours, enter the room. Have any of the others wait outside. Close the door. <sighs> what is happening? This is the worst game that this person could have thought of. Stare at the static slash black screen on the TV until you feel disoriented or freak out. All right. Uh, call the others into the room to witness the shame of you freaking out. 
Give the item that you hold most dear to the person that you care about the most in the room. This is how you make enemies during this game. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you're going to have to explain what the fuck you're about to do to them. Then send that person back out. If you didn't grab an item, hug them and whisper a secret in their ear instead. The fuck is this? This is dumb. Send everyone else out and command them not to come back until you open the door again. So, all right, everybody, let's come in. <laughs> that guy's my favorite. Now, all of you out. <laughs> all of you, go to the Applebee's. I'll find you when I'm done. Save me some apps. <laughs> bah, send them out. This will be harder if there are more of them, but safer for you. What? Trust me. Hold the mirror so that one is reflecting the television screen and the other is reflecting you. If you did not grab the mirrors, then sit on the chair facing away from the television until you hear a noise. <laughs> is there a reply button? Sadly, no. Oh, God damn it. Grab the remote. There will be a question on the screen. Press up to answer yes, down to answer no. There will be anywhere from 3 to 26 questions. Based on what? Answer truthfully or you will not succeed in reaching channel infinity. After the questions... Oh, wait. Sorry. They did describe what kind of... I missed the sentence. They will be anything from trivial to deep philosophical questions. Answer truthfully or you will not succeed in reaching channel infinity. After oh, that's right. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this whole time, like... Who are we trying to, to contact right now? He's a dead wife. Um, <laughs> after the questions are answered, one of these things will happen. Oh, these all have British spellings. Secretly written by Michael Keaton. He had to do something after Birdman, before Spider-Man. Right, yeah. Uh, where he also played a Birdman. <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> uh, sidebar before we get to what happens. Um, he plays a Birdman in Spider-Man whose daughter is spider-man's girlfriend right uh which emma stone played in the original spy or the, the spider-man's second, before the that and he, she yeah. played yeah it's all connected <laughs> it's a spider-man web what an intricate shitty web marvel has woven i'll get my uh note card and string diagram set up and okay yeah we'll yeah. go over it we'll get a cork board yep or several cork boards we'll go fucking john nash in this shit or whatever that guy in a, that's always Sunny was, I can't remember his Charlie? name. Charlie, yeah, Charlie, but the guy that he was trying to prove didn't exist. Oh, uh, Pepe Sylvia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Got a whole box full of Pepe. <laughs> uh, your favorite TV program will come on. This is a possibility, uh, but in the episode, all your favorite characters will be heart wrenchingly killed. So you're just watching Firefly at that point. That no, is I, what you're doing. My favorite show, like it flashed my childhood show. And the current show, that my current favorite show, would be Ren and Stimpy and South Park. Oh, so you're good. Uh, yeah. Like, them, you wouldn't know. They get, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm set. I can watch them die. It's good. Who is going to be that upset to watch their their characters be brutally murdered in their favorite TV show? I mean, this is just one of the possibilities. I guess it's the other really one is a friends. lot more interesting, so I don't even know why they brought the first one up. Okay. Uh a strange shimmery vortex will form around you, pulling you into an alternate dimension. If you find yourself here, here's what to do. Mm. Yes, so you can either watch an episode of your favorite TV show or get sucked into an alternate dimension. Again, why bring the first one up? Right. I would rat just let's just get into the dimensional shit. We'll just do it. All right. Head first. So here's what you do. You will find yourself in a twisted replica of your house. 
You will go to your room where you will find the four items needed for this part. Exit your house. I don't know what the part the items are. Didn't tell me. Exit your house. Outside there will be more God damn it. A more evil looking version of our world. Red sky, gray sun, dark orange plants. Okay, so when was this written? Doesn't say. This is actually a repost of an original creepypasta. Because um, I'm pretty sure either that motherfucker ripped off Stranger Things or Stranger Things got the entire basis for the Upside Down from creepypasta <laughs> is is what that guy just described. Orange plants, red sky, gray sun, even though the Upside Down is kind of dark, but still. Yeah, I, I don't have a date on this, but good point. We'll investigate. Yeah, Channel Infinity is just the upside down, you guys. Find Will's house, string up some Christmas lights, we'll get it handled. Uh, you must go to the nearest public building, school, supermarket, gas station. Use the key to enter the door. If you didn't get a key, just climb through a window. All right, so this guy wants us to commit a B&E. Yep. Good. Uh, I mean, if you have a key, is it a B&E? No. Well, no. But climbing through a window. Definitely. Yeah. I don't I don't need to commit a B and E in another dimension. Upon entering, find a room with only one entrance. Sit down and read your favorite book. If you didn't get a book, then just sit and be bored. LOL. Sorry. Fuck this guy. At some point within the next hour, you will hear footsteps. Do not look up from the book. After you can no longer hear footsteps, count to two hundred and fifty out loud. Every 10 numbers, you will hear a footstep getting closer and closer to the door. Upon reaching 250, you will hear a knock at the door. If there is three knocks, their grammar, not mine. If there is three knocks, open the door. If it is four, say, I forbid you, then open the door. This is the most tedious uh, why, though. We're already in the upside down. We've already gotten there. Like, channel infinity has been breached. We're there. Um, Turns out it's just my tweaker it's probably just more tweakers in the fucked up dimension oh this next part's fun uh when you open the door you will see a stone statue of someone you love it could be a friend family member or even a fictional character then destroy its head with the sledgehammer if it's a female also break the left hand that's a little sexist <laughs> if you didn't bring a hammer just push it over does he know how much stone weighs how big is the statue? I mean, I'm guessing if it's like a limestone, it's not that heavy. But if it's like marble, you're going to have yeah. to like get a shoulder into it. Yeah. So, is there a foundation on this stone? Just, like, what's what's the deal here? Uh, I like this guy. He's Bring the sledgehammer, I guess. There's too much physical stuff involved with getting to Channel Infinity. <laughs> this guy's failing horribly. Exit the building. It will be night. Look at the moon. It will be either pink or green, full or half. If it's pink and half, do this. If Actually, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> if it's pink and half, pull down your pants and piss on the railroad spikes outside your oh, house. At one point, you, you do get naked. So Really? Did you write this? <laughs> uh, if it's pink and full, pick up your phone and dial a random number. Before they answer, bite your tongue. I don't know if that means be quiet or physically bite, bite your, your tongue. tongue. Right. If you didn't get a phone, pretend to do the things above. All right. So we either have to... Call the phone and or call, use the phone and like c commit bodily harm to ourselves or mime it, which is even more insulting. But Randy, who is phone? <laughs> call back one success. <laughs> we did it, you guys. If it's pink and half, pull out your phone and call your most recent contact. 
Uh, if it's green in half, take off all your clothing, sprint back to your house, and do not look behind you no matter what. If it's green and full, you're screwed. What does that mean? I don't know. A Slender Man about to take me? Probably. If it is one of the first three, you will wake up back in front of your TV. You may continue the ritual. You will see your least favorite person or thing on the TV screen. Grab the firearm and destroy the screen. It will repair itself. Some fucking... This was actually written by Big TV in an effort to get people to (laughs) buy more TVs. Shoot your TV. Uh, after this, you will have reached Channel Infinity. Oh my God! We this wasn't Channel Infinity. Apparently, the alternate dimension, not Channel Infinity. Oh my God! What you do now is entirely up to you. If you go through the guide function, you will see it shows see shows such as the meaning of life or how to acquire true love. You may choose one. Note: the more people you have outside, the more revelation showed in the shows that's not a sentence person writing this if you keep watching the static you will see a see a series of images that will if deciphered have the answer to your greatest question if there's there are so many possibilities too many to write here just do what you feel you must there are two rules you must abide you must never speak of what you saw in channel infinity and you can only reach the channel twice in your life i hope you find the experience enlightening I do believe they just gave us a list of rules and regulations before there being two rules. That part, no, I'm, I'm vetoing this seance slash ritual officially. But you can Channel watch the meaning of life, which may be my favorite Monty Python. <laughs> it is a good one. It is a very good one. I'm very much over Holy Grail, but if you've listened to the most recent Afternoonified that is not out yet as of this recording, you will understand. I like that one of the two things that you can watch is a Monty Python movie (laughs) in Channel Infinity. It's the meaning of life. They very clearly describe the meaning of life in that film. Yeah, You can watch How to Fall in Love, or you can watch John Cleese be really silly for an hour and a half. The choice is yours and yours alone. It's actually just love, actually, and a TV edited <laughs> version of Meaning of Life. Have fun with your fucking Hugh Grant. I think he's in that movie. <laughs> so that's Channel Infinity. That took a weird turn. That's a really weird turn. Also, do they just describe two phases or one phase? Because I think they said pink in half, then green in half, but they never did full. They did. They um, did? Let me go back and. I'm going to stand up. Ooh. Oh, this is the first podcast I've recorded where I can just kind of walk around with a mic. This is great. Um, so we have Pink and Full, which was weirdly sexual now that I say it out loud. <laughs> where you dial a random number and then... Oh, that's the bite and, the tongue And thing. then Pink and Half is where you pull out your phone and call your most recent contact. I see. Um, if it's green and half, you get naked and run back to your house and don't look behind you no matter what. If it's green and full, then you're fucked. You're fucked. Which so, means you get laid. You just theoretically start banging it out in the middle of the street. Cool. Well, I guess whatever was making those footsteps earlier in the ritual is going to. That's it. Yep. Mm, that doesn't sound incredibly consensual. <laughs> Probably not, but no. you are in an alternate universe. Right, right, right. Um, Where were we at time-wise? You are oh. currently at just over 38 minutes. Yeah, and we were uh, recording some, which is cool because we're going to read The Smiling Man. Yeah, this actually sounds creepy. It super is. It's actually on uh, Reddit. Uh, 
let's not meet. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm into a real, a real scary one. Mm. We're going to Reddit for the real stories. <laughs> good stuff. It's actually a really good episode of Thinking Sideways about this one. Um. All right. So this is on our Let's Not Meet. It's called okay. The Smiling Man. Uh, about five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. So basically, um, this apartment. Yeah. All right. We're living it. We're in it. <laughs> I, I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend time thinking, as one does. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. So this must be a white man writing it. (laughs) Fair enough. I always used to joke that my roommate, with my roommate, that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. Yeah, definitely a white man. Shots fired, white men. (laughs) Come at us. Uh, But all of that changed, changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park, quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. I really hope the recording just picked that up, because that would be a really weird pause for no reason. Fuck. Some people were just outside the window, shouting something, fucking God knows what. It's downtown in Portland at... 10 o'clock, we're right by the max, so and chances are, looking for a score. Scared the ever-loving shit out of me. <laughs> it did. It's, it got you a little bit. That's why the pause was there. If you guys <laughs> caught those weird men voices in the background, um, the, the white men are coming for us. They're actually <laughs> delivering through on my threat. Uh, the park, as it was on most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Interesting. I assume there was like an arm. Yeah, arm up, doing the box, and then when he made the complete circle, he just did a big step. Yep. Because a normal step, a step is normal. Yeah. But a stride sounds like a long step. Yeah, that sounds like a like a noticeably different. This thing. story is actually really creepy. I like um, it. I like it so far, especially because it's a white dude being messed with. Uh, had it straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. Uh, the closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until he could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. Yeah, that's creepy. It's very fucking creepy. That's really creepy. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. 
Once I had put about a block and a half between us, I I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. Nope. Yeah, that's a fucking nope for me. Hard nope. That's one of those things. They turn around and he's gone. And then he turns back the direction he was facing. Dude's right fucking there. And that's what's going to happen right now. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't oh. tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds. So it was clear that he had moved fast. I hate this. <laughs> this is this is giving me chills a little bit. Because here's the thing. I imagine in my mind, uh, at some point, the, the classic horror movie, horror movie movement is going to happen. Where he's going to be quick and jerky yeah, with I his hate movements. That. And I'm just like, Here, it's coming. It's, I know um, it's coming. I love it and I hate it. It just depends on whether or not I'm expecting that kind of movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the, I like that this person didn't jump immediately to that person, to the smiling man being behind them, but rather off in the distance and crouch down. Yeah, yeah. That is way eerie. Uh, move fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated tiptoe steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except Hard. he was moving very, very quickly. Hard pass. This is probably the scariest story we've done on this show, if Hard I'm being honest. Pass. Uh, big steps moving very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone. Maybe it's not a white man if he's carrying pepper no, spray. No. Or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there completely frozen as the smiling man crept toward me. She could be like downtown Boise. <laughs> yeah. Although Boise full of uh, tweakers. All that's up to... Yeah, but like at night, that place is crawling with cops. Like it's True. I feel like I, f- I could be wrong. Please reach out and correct me if I am, but I feel like a lady could cross through downtown without problems at night. Boise, maybe. I mean, the best thing to do there is meth, but... Yeah, and those people usually like stick to the hills. They have a bit the hill people. <laughs> They're hill people. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me. What kind of car, man? Yeah. Because if it's a Mini Cooper, you're fucked. But if it's like if it's a, a Dodge Charger, you might be okay. Yeah, if you're a smart car, you're even more fucked. <laughs> uh, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. So he's not looking at him this whole time. Yeah, this is awful. This is awful. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the fuck? <laughs> Thank you for acting that out. That was perfect. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. Uh-huh. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. Mm. and then after what i felt after what felt like forever he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away just like that not wanting to turn my back to him again i just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight then i realized something he wasn't moving away anymore nor was he dancing i watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger he was coming my way and this time he was running this is bad. Um, have you seen The Conjuring 2? Yes. I kind of am picturing The Crooked Man. Yes, mm. I am too. Uh, <laughs> I am too. It's definitely not a creepy nun. I'm not getting creepy nun vibe from this no, one. No, no, no. It's definitely no. Crooked Man. Crooked um, Man for which, sure. 
no special effects used on him. He can just move like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's the same guy that played Mama. Oh. Javier Botet. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, he played Mama. He was also in Crimson Peak. Okay. Uh, as that naked lady in the bathtub with boobs that are somehow in the middle of her stomach. That's just where they start. That's not where they like end up. <laughs> it's nuts. But she's also a dead woman in a Del Toro movie. So Can I just say, uh, didn't see Crimson Peak. Love it. Um, I am a recent Del Toro fan after Shape of Water. Call me lame. I don't care. No, no. That's, um, whatever gets you into Del Toro was fine. Because I didn't. Hellboy was fine. It was uh, fine. I didn't. Yeah, care. Hellboy was fine. Um, and then I saw Mama. And I fucking love Mama. Is Mama Guillermo del Toro? He produced it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's kind of like when Eli Roth produces something. Right, Like right. you can smell him all over it. Yeah, yeah. Del Toro's definitely got his hands on that one. Um, the ending, I didn't like. I didn't care for. Of Mama? Yeah. Yeah, that just made me it. angry, but I also hated that little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but to speak to what we were talking about earlier, uh, The Conjuring is a delightful goddamn mm, horror I, movie. It's... Uh, it's, it's one of my so favorite good. movies. James Wan is one of hands down my favorite directors. Oh yeah, um, I was not the biggest fan of the sequel, but I think that for okay for a sequel, it was horror good. sequels especially yes. are so difficult to pull off unless you're uh, you know a, a clear cut slasher franchise. Um, and even then, even then, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street two we do not speak oh of. My God. I did a whole episode of my podcast on. That. It's so gross. It's I hate so it so bad. much. Um, gay undertones in that movie uh that's not why it's bad though yeah okay. <laughs> uh the conjuring so the sequel it's a good sequel yes and objectively on its own a pretty good horror movie yes it the conjuring movies take two of my favorite things ghosts and period horror movies oh yeah um which is perfect which is why crimson peak was perfect for me is because it was set in olden times tom hiddleston's butt is in it mm. and there's ghosts mm -hmm. um but Del Toro, amazing ghost movie director. Um, the Devil's Backbone, fucking amazing. Okay, I would give that a shot. I I I love giving horror movies a shot. They're the most fun because you will know whether or not you're in for a true scary movie or just something to make fun of for an hour and a half with your friends within 20 minutes. Um, recently saw Winchester. Did not go in with high expectations. Uh huh. It did exactly what it needed to do, and sometimes okay. those are my favorite kinds of horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I what was I? I just had a movie I wanted to bring. Oh no. Okay. So, do you have Hulu? Yes. Excellent. Uh, there is a real quick mini series on Hulu called The Enfield Poltergeist. I watched it with the Wormtail from Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, that was so good. It's actually closer to the real story. Um, the ending is weird as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the. The meat of that story, like the whole living room scene, yep. comparing that versus Conjuring 2, holy shit. Although, <laughs> um, as far as soul scenes in films, the scene in The Conjuring 2 where um, they have their backs turned to the little girl and she has water in her mouth, that effect is one of my favorite things. That is a really, really cool, uh, That's a, that's a, that was an excellent tool. For sure, I like that a lot. Actually, now that you bring that back, yeah, up. the con like each Conjuring movie has one shot that is like is defined many things for me. And then the first one, it was those hands coming out from over her shoulder, right? Which I tried to copy in my uh, senior thesis project, and I think it turned out okay, but it's it's never gonna have just that effect, right? It's that's that movie for how little they use any kind of computer. 
Yes. Which makes me sound old and uh, not able to formulate sentences. But the lack of CGI and the overuse of practical effects yeah. is it was delightful. That's one thing I love about James Wan and weirdly Rob Zombie who refuses yes. to do it unless he can, which makes like the House of a Thor- Thousand Corpses just yeah. Mm. Because it's so realistic. It's, it's almost a little cheesy to yeah. the point where you're like, oh, that's, he filled a garden sprayer filled with fake blood and just, right. but that makes it better. Right. Absolutely. Um, Rob Zombie's made three movies for me that are, which is House of a Thousand Corpses. I have not seen all of it, but the bits and pieces I've seen of Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is a completely different movie than I thought, like in terms of tone, because House of mm. a Thousand Corpses has that backwoods family thing that I love. Right. Uh, Devil's Rejects was... It made me severely uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to. Right. It was more real. Mm-hmm. And then the director's cut of Halloween. Really? Yes. Well, absolutely. There are there are so many, like, Rob Zombie went for it when it came to just dark and fucked up. I mean, I I liked uh, how I hadn't seen it until very recently, um, and I did not expect the kid from Spy Kids to get his face beaten. Right. <laughs> That was the thing. Like they, he established, he established Michael Myers's motives and uh, just general personality. I like so backstory well. with that kind yeah. of thing, which is why I like Hostel Part Two more than I like Hostel because you get to see the moving bits. Right, and like there's, and there are specific visual and uh, and audio cues that he uses that were really really impressive to me. I do want to get back to this. It's yeah, creepy there's as fun, two paragraphs but, left. It's fine. okay. Uh, it's very specific scene. It's when he's killing his family yep. in the very beginning, and uh, his sister comes out of her room and she hit. She uses the wall to brace herself, and as she moves, you can see the blood on the wall smearing as she is moving. Yeah, and then the piano comes in, just two hard notes, and then back to silence. And it's just he's such an unnerving director in that movie. It makes Michael Myers seem very very deranged and real yeah whereas you know the jamie lee curtis one is great it'll always be a classic but it's just dude escapes from a hospital basically and stops yeah it's very cut and dried but that's right. what was typical of that time period. right like, right it and it's not it's not uh um it's it's not an indictment against the original oh, no, no, no. Form, but i i just lo- like the the scene where michael myers escapes from the mental hospital yeah. in the director's cut is so fucked up but it works so well. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Thoroughly. Yeah. I the also, second one was garbage. <laughs> I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, but I did just watch 31 and uh, surprisingly good. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's definitely leaning more towards the torture porn thing, but mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Just as like a, I like um, visual effects, like special yeah. effects makeup and stuff. And that's where you find the best stuff. Um, there was a video essay I watched on it was comparing the movie Lights Out to the short that it was based on. <laughs> that movie was so fucking not good. See, which is what I heard, but he was comparing specifically the uh, the opening scene with the security yeah, guard yeah. flipping on and off the switch, and then comparing it to the original. Yeah, yeah. Vi- uh, like that kind of effect. Is so perfect. Well, it's the same director. Like they just use the short as a jumping off point. Right. And um, I like that concept. The problem I had with the movie is that they did not get into the backstory. I want to know what that bitch (laughs) Diane, I think her name was, like (laughs) why she can only come. Why that bitch? That's why Woman in Black is the perfect ghost movie. I have not seen Woman in Black. I was very deterred 
by uh, Daniel Radcliffe doing anything. Uh, <laughs> I was very, very apprehensive of him doing anything. It was anything. a little strange, but um, I like to call that movie Where's That Bitch? Because they will do this thing where they, she's just in the scene, but it's never her whole body, and they don't have any music or sound effects cues to let you know that she's there. Oh. So you can be on your eighth watch through and like Daniel Radcliffe is like lighting an oil lamp. And then you just see the outline of like a skirt move a little in the background. And you're like, there's that bitch. <laughs> it's great. Plus a lot of little kids dying. I mean, Ooh, nothing better than that. Um, so this, this guy, <laughs> yes, he started fucking running. Yes. Running away um, from the smile man who grew giant and then sprinted towards him. Uh, I think he grew giant just in the terms of he was coming towards him. Sure. That would, that would, he didn't yeah. like Slender Man, which wouldn't have been a good story choice. No, 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 no. Uh, I ran so far away. Flock of Seagulls, Origins. <laughs> uh, I ran until I was off the side of the road and back into a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me, then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see a stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane, and that is a very, very scary thing to see. That did not end on the high note I was hoping for. Yeah. That was a little bit of a letdown. But to be fair, it's from Let's Not Meet, which is posed as, like, real-life stories. Okay. So what if it had been... Which is fair. If it had been, like, and then he ate my butt, like... <laughs> honestly i would have preferred it end to him sprinting away and not know and not know that he moved yeah. yeah um that does remind me the slender man concept i considered reading a slender man story and then i'm like people have ruined it it's dead and it's a big movie coming out now Which, it was a really cool concept when it first started and i heard about it or visualized it from the marble hornets youtube series which is what it was yeah, yeah. is that where that started yes okay the youtube series so i have not seen it i uh, it's I it's fucking terrifying it's the it's the thing where uh the dude goes missing and his friend follows all the video yeah, tapes yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's where slender yeah. started okay that's where it came um, from um no that legitimately like that was at a period in my life before i had gotten like back into horror movies and slender man scared the ever-living shit out of me yeah and i will go see the movie um but Slender Man's a terrifying concept. Oh, for sure. It's just gotten out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why we went with the Smiling Man instead. Uh, this one is uh, a listener-suggested one. Ooh. Um, they don't send me emails, but they send me creepypasta. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is called The Tape. Ooh, I'm going to stand up for The Tape. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to editing that last story because, as you can see, my computer faces the wall and my back is to an empty room. Right, right, right. Uh, we're doing good. If we take away what's been done so far, we're at about f almost 50 minutes. Nice, nice, yeah, nice, nice. Because um, I would like to hear your personal stories. So, I've got one one that happened to me and one that happened to a friend. Oh, The sentimental one is sentimental. It doesn't feel right anyway i may take out a little of our discussion about war movie directors oh we'll see fair. we'll see <laughs> that happens a lot um this brings up a lot of discussions about horror movies mm -hmm. um, and then you get episodes of shane where you take out like 45 minutes of material <laughs> <laughs> 
All I right. love you, Shane. <laughs> so the tape. Uh, during the summer of 1983, in a quiet t- town near Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, hey, that's where the listener is from. <laughs> uh, the charred body of a woman was found inside the kitchen stove of a small farmhouse. Okay. A video camera was also found in the kitchen, standing on a tripod and pointing at the oven. I gotta say, starting off strong. No tape was found inside the inside the camera at the mm-hmm. time. Of course. Although the scene was originally labeled as a homicide by pol- uh, as a homicide by police, not a homicide by police. That's not a thing. <laughs> Before the police said it was them, they said it wasn't them. <laughs> Uh, an unmarked, okay, originally labeled homicide by police, an unmarked VHS tape was later discovered in at the bottom of the farm's well, which had apparently dried up earlier that year. I don't know a lot about wells, so I don't know if that's a thing. They don't dry up that easily. Um, very, very deep. So yeah, that little girl in the brain. ring was down there for fucking ever, and then the hot lady got pushed down it, and there was still water. It's a thing. Remember that? Figure out your well situation before you start writing fucking creepypasta. Uh, do your research. Uh, despite its worn condition and the fact that it contained no audio, police were still able to view the contents of the tape. It depicted a woman recording herself in front of a video camera, seemingly recording herself in front of a video camera. Okay. Uh, seemingly using the same camera the police found in the kitchen. After positioning the camera to include both her and the kitchen stove in the image the tape then showed her turning on the oven opening the door crawling inside and then closing the door behind her case solved right like that's yeah that'll do it eight minutes into the video the oven could be seen shaking violently at which point thick black smoke could be seen emanating from it for the remaining 45 minutes of video until the batteries in the camera died it remained in its stationary position i actually really love the story uh, to avoid disturbing the local community, police never released any information about the tape or even the fact that it was found. Police were also not able to determine who put the tape in the well or why the height and stature of the woman in the video didn't come close to matching the body they found in the oven. There's, there it is. <laughs> so the, the body was not the same as the video of the woman making dinner of herself. <laughs> That's, Interesting. Yes, uh, suicide by dinner of self. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Thank you for sending that in. That is a good story. I enjoyed that. I have a little cliffhanger. It's short. It's creepy. I have an insanely long one that I will probably have to read on my own time. That's fair. Um, So our last one, I think, uh, is called Bad Dream. Okay. And I am not going to be doing a little kid voice. I can. Do you want me to read it? Do you want to do a dramatic reading of Bad Dream? I, ha- I can do a dramatic reading. I can do it as Peter Griffin or as Bill Clinton. Um, if you make the dad Bill Clinton. This is already bad. Yep. All right. Bad dream. Daddy, I had a bad dream. You blink your eyes and pull up on your elbows. Your clock glows red in the darkness. It's 3.32 a.m. Do you want to climb into bed and tell me about it? No, Daddy. The oddness of the situation wakes you up more fully. You can barely make out your daughter's pale form in the darkness of your room. Why not, sweetie? Hold on. Let me do that again. The oddness of the situation wakes you up more fully. You can barely make out your daughter's pale form in the darkness of your room. Why not, Chelsea? Because in my dream, 
when I told you about the dream, the thing wearing Hillary's skin sat up. For a moment, you feel paralyzed. You could not take your eyes off of Chelsea. The covers behind you give the covers behind you begin to shift. That was beautiful. The end. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, I wish I thought of the Chelsea thing earlier. That would have been funny. <laughs> I don't know. You stuck that Hillary pretty well. I stuck the Hillary all right. The, the Chelsea, I, I should have stuck uh, the first time. That would have been good. Anyway. I can edit it so my you, own work. I can huh? edit it so you do stick it on the first try. <laughs> no, let people know I'm human. I need uh, to know I'm not that funny. Uh, I don't know. That was... Okay. Okay, so... Uh, to recap that story, because I was so entrenched in Bill that I wasn't paying attention to what I was actually A reading. lot of people can say that. <laughs> Good work. I know that joke would have killed in like 1998. <laughs> uh, related to that, but um, I was watching an episode of Forensic Files and they were describing a Jeep driven by the victim's son and they were like it was a black jeep with a political sticker on the back and then it was like a george w bush like 2001 sticker or something on it yeah and i was like oh he definitely murdered them (laughs) (laughs) also pro tip the murderer is always the person they mention but don't interview oh yeah that makes sense because if a lady is married and you don't hear anything from her husband he murdered her yeah yeah Checks out. That checks out. That was a good story. I like uh, that story. So yeah, to recap that story, um, small child wakes her father up. Says yeah, you know, she has something to tell him. Um, she had a dream. She had a dream, and in the dream, she told her dad about her dream. So some Inception bullshits going on. Right. Um, she told her dad about the dream, and when she told her dad about the dream in her dream, something wearing her mommy's skin sat up. Right. And then as she says that, the something shift. sits up. Which is probably just the mom waking up to go, what the fuck are you doing awake right now? Correct. What are you doing? Yes, it is my... I am the creature wearing your mom's skin because I'm your fucking mom. <laughs> go back to bed. It is even better when you imagine that as Hillary. <laughs> it's like I'm fucking tired. What's going on, Chelsea? <laughs> Did you have a bad dream, sweetie? I can't do a Hillary because that just seems weird, and also I can't do she it. She just sounds like a lady, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, the lesser known MLK speech, Daddy, I had a bad dream. <laughs> I had a bad dream. <laughs> that this nation will have weird people wearing other people's skin. <laughs> and we'll search out its creep. I started to shift into Obama, which would have been pretty problematic. <laughs> anyway um all right so those are the creepy pastas um to recap that was bad dream the tape smiling man uh channel (laughs) channel infinity and my personal favorite who was phone who was phone we can recap who was phone (laughs) (laughs) it is a quick one if you need to hear it again it will only take us about 10 seconds um so you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it in the voices. What are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she said, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> I think that took less than 10 seconds. Yep. In fact, I can see on here. <laughs> that took 42 
47 and a half. Yeah. That so took seven and a half seconds. Is that a movie? <laughs> it's about a movie? No, it was seven and a half seconds. Maybe that's a Netflix show. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Randy, do you have ghost stories? I have two. I have two. One happened to me, one happened to a friend. Um, I was working... On the railroad? On the railroad. Um, it was at the end of my live long day. Oh. No, I was working night shift at a hotel in Torrance, California called Howard Johnson, the Hojo. Uh, and it's a fancier hotel, right? No. Okay. No, Howard Johnson is, is along the lines of... It's like, like an okay Best Western. Okay, so like between Botel 6 and like Hampton. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked there. It was a little 52-room hotel in Torrance. You can go visit it now. It's fine. It's a fine hotel. I won't say anything bad about it. Except that room number room number two oh nine is haunted as fuck. Was there a lady in the bathtub? No. There's I... nothing nothing that like overtly scared me, but something kind of fucked up happened okay. when I was there. Okay. So it's a three story hotel and I was working uh, the night shift. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's my job to process the paperwork, walk around the hotel, make sure everything is okay. There's no fucking homeless people sleeping in the hallways and ice machines. You know, you get it. Yeah. So Room 209, two days before this incident happened, got put out of commission because someone found a bed bug. And they presented me with the, the dead bed bug. Is it the ghost of the bed bug that's going to show up later? <laughs> because when you started the sentence, I was like, okay, some junkie OD'd in there. But then it was bed no. bug. I'm like, we haven't had any insect hauntings. No, no, no. This uh, the, the, the haunting was what gave me, or sorry, the dead bed bug was what gave me an excuse to go smoke pot in the room. Okay, okay. So what I would do is I would go tour, walk around the hotel, and I would either get into my car and smoke a bowl. Um, or drive to the Carl's Jr. down the street and smoke on the way to get food because hmm. it's, you know, two o'clock in the morning and no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. So room 209 is a smoking room. They find the bed bug. We put it out of commission. Two days later, because it's a smoking room, I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to worry about this. Now, before I go on any further, um, you probably know when you call a hotel, usually when you call in, it'll say for room number such and such, dial it in now. Otherwise, press one for the front desk. Yes. This phone, the, the phone was outdated. The system was outdated. So you have to call the hotel, get the front desk, and have them transfer you to the room. I don't like where this is going. You shouldn't. <laughs> uh, so I go up to this room to smoke. Now, in this room, there is a phone on the nightstand between the two beds, the two queen beds, as would any normal hotel. Yes. And for whatever fucking reason... There was a ho- there was a phone mounted to the wall in the bathroom. That's that's a thing I've seen before. I I've I've seen it maybe like one other time. So I don't know what call is so important that you need to take it while you're crapping. But right, yeah, right, exactly. So I go in, I shut the door, turn the lights on. It smells like cigarettes because it's a smoking room. I pack my bowl, I start smoking, and you guessed it, the phone in the bathroom rings. Well. Fuck that. Just the bathroom, not the nightstand room, or not the nightstand phone, just the bathroom phone starts ringing. Now, again, as I said, no one could have just called this room. And who's at, do you know the person at the front desk? Is this? Me. You're the front desk. I am walking around, I just finished walking the grounds, and I'm like, all right, time to smoke. I'm going to go downstairs, eat my food, watch a couple movies, 6 a.m. will roll around, and I'll go home. All right, so there's no one to transfer the call. There's no one to transfer the call. Toilet phones ringing. Toilet phones ringing. I sat there and watched it ring while I smoked my bowl. Had the had the fan on in the bathroom. That's why I was in the bathroom because the fan's in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, all right, 
This is the worst. This is the worst thing ever. I'm very scared. Ask me if I answered the phone. Did you answer the phone? Fuck no. So you don't know who was phone? <laughs> no idea who was phone. I have no idea. But that was my personal experience. It was really, really weird. I would not have answered the phone. I don't... The thing is, is that I have... There's one fear that I have that I told my friends, and of course they tried to exploit it, and I knew that they were trying to exploit it, so I just ignored it. The fear that I have is that I'll be caught in a situation like that, and my phone will ring, or the nearby phone will ring, or whatever, what have you. When I pick it up, the only thing I'll hear is breathing. Yes. Uh, that terrifies yes. me. Um, I don't know if you've heard the Golden State Killer phone calls. No. Uh, where he, this fucking piece of shit, uh, called people women that he had attacked and uh swore at them and like asked if they had fun while they played or he would just like breathe into the phone yeah um that is almost worse than answering the phone and just hearing seven days (laughs) or i had this thought when you were talking it was dumb and i had to like keep it in but uh the porn parody of the ring where it's seven gays And it's the cock ring. Whatever. (laughs) We got that. uh, The other story that I have happened to a friend. And this one's quick. Okay. Um, Was sleeping in his grandma's house. Grandma's alive. Don't worry. It's not a dead grandma's story. Cool, cool, cool. We had Um, one of those last week. (laughs) Ooh, I have a third one. I'm going to tell it to you. Nice. (laughs) Uh, This one also happened to a friend. Anyway. So, we, or he is sleeping and wakes up in the middle of the night. And sits up, and sure enough, there is a little girl. Oh, no. Between six and ten. No. In probably, obviously, Victorian or colonial clothing. Well, that's, even if you die in the 1980s, they outfit you with long nightgown. Right. Uh, Sits up, sees this little girl who is wide-eyed. And every time I get to this part, it's hard. You know when you read a really good story and it's so compelling, you tear up a little bit? Oh, yes, yes. That's happening right now (laughs) because it's so fucking terrifying, this next part. The most guttural, gut-wrenching scream comes out of her mouth. No, no. He could hear it from down the street by the time he got out of the house. That, I would say that's sleep paralysis, but not if he moved. He got out of bed and he said he's never run faster in his whole life. Oh, wow. That's gross. I don't like that. Yeah. So that happened. Third story. My buddy owns property out in Joshua Tree in California. And his parents left it to him. He was a desert kid growing up. That's where up. they have the, the Jesus Music Festival, right? Yes. Okay. Um. So they're out there. They had just done, my my buddy was in a, in a band. They were playing a show. The show ended. They go out back out to the property to drink and hang out and sit yeah, by the yeah, fire. Yeah. And whatnot. So they get drunk. Excuse me, and decide to go exploring. Which we've been out there a hundred times. We know what's around. Yeah. Like the worst thing that's gonna happen is it might get bit by something, which is bad, but you know, we're aware. So I uh, maybe like a two minute walk away, there's a shack that belonged to another owner where all the windows are blown out, there's no doors, it's just it's never a good slab. if it's a shack. Yeah, I mean it's well it's it's essentially it's a cement slab with walls and a roof. There's like all the windows are completely blown out. There's no doors. There's broken glass inside. There's no furniture or anything. It is just a 10 by 10 cement slab. So they go over there. They call it the drum shack. So they recorded drums for a song. And a couple of them are out there. And they hear footsteps behind them. Mm-mm. Followed by just the 
light, sweet voice of an old lady Mm-mm. saying, have you seen my dog? And they turn the flashlight and her eyes are bleach white and she has long hair down to her legs. Like the Titanic lady? Like the Titanic lady, but, you know, dead. Well, um, Titanic lady also dead. That's but... true. So they, one of my friends grabs the other one and goes, let's get the fuck out of here. And they bolt and they're like shining the flashlight every once in a while to see if she's back there and they can't see her. Um, couple visits after that, we, and I'm going to get, the, there's more to the original part of the story that I'll get into. Um, couple visits after that, my buddy hears something as we're sitting by the fire and he freaks out because he sees something and we shine the light and walking away from us is like a black lab. Uh-uh. All right. Uh-uh. So I saw the lab. I saw the dog and we, we call it the grim now. Like it's the grim. Oh shit. And whenever we're out there, we <laughs> sacrifice stuff to the grim. We'll throw fucking meat and stuff just out into the desert as a sacrifice. So he leaves us alone. So to elaborate on the first story, the next day they asked my friend, they told their friend the story, the guy who owns the property. And he goes, that's really weird. And there's why. And he goes, well, my grandma died out here. Uh. And they're like, okay he goes like yeah she also had a big black dog he had to have been fucking with them and then he's not he's the kind of person who does that but will reveal it immediately like he'll fuck with you to get the initial response okay and immediately start laughing it's not a long con thing with him okay um and she was blind and by the time she died had long ass gray hair well also don't like that <laughs> no <laughs> to edit this episode when like my boyfriend's here to watch guard i have holy water um the other one i gave you the option of is a longer one and it has to do with my dad and i won't get like misty or anything but it's it's not like creepy is it is it relative visiting you kind of yeah 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 yeah. that's actually really common yeah that one yeah that that was a thing so that was our creepypasta episode. I might have to do another one because that was fun. That was really um, fun. So, Randy, where can we find you? Oh, Jesus. Tap dancing Christ. Um, <laughs> most prevalently right now would be uh, on three different... Po- well, I'm on two different podcasts right now. Uh, What's More Metal, hosted by Dan Weber and Noriko Ott, also on the River City Podcast Federation um, with your... Uh, other show after Noonified. Yes. Where uh, we talk about the most metal things in the universe, such as donuts and ice cream and Eastern European rulers and religions and man-made explosions and things like that. It's very, very fun. Um, also, check out Carolyn Maine's podcast, Pitch Please, which I produce, which is a whole lot of fun. I'm very excited about both of those shows. And then a show that I, for whatever fucking reason, I'm still involved with, Chumba and Wumba. I with, goddamn love that show. <laughs> <laughs> with Adam Posse and Alex Rios. Uh, fuck both of you. Uh, that's pretty much it. I do have other projects in the future, but those are way off and not worth mentioning right now. Nice, nice. Um, if you want to, I don't know, yell at me for doing Creepypasta episode, we're on uh, Twitter at Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pod. Uh, if you own facebook.com slash boohaha, please 
get in contact with me so I can send a demon to haunt you. Um, if you have your own ghost story that you would like us to read on the show, you can email it to boohahapod at gmail.com. Um, I don't think we're going to be doing a uh, listener email next month because I will be on the road. Um, I am going to Minneapolis where Ooh. we will be doing a reverse boohaha uh, where I will have a Minneapolis native uh, tell me ghost stories about the area. And then Fun. I am very excited. And then we're going to go on a, a ghost tour of St. Paul. That's so cool. <laughs> so uh, be on the lookout for that at the end of next month, uh, which is June. This is May's episode. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. I did too. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, you were the perfect person for this episode. I think I was, but I'm not going to toot my own <laughs> business. I'm going to leave it. You guys get to leave it. I'm going to end it with that. We're going to, yeah, we're going to get out on that. So uh, goodbye. Goodbye.